The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Grab a couple of calls before we uh, do the market report with Ron Gordon. Hi, who's this? Good morning. Welcome. Hi, this is Steve, Central Point. Hey, Steve. What are you thinking today? I was curious what the commissioner's reaction was to the person that slapped his hand for making the wrong food choice. Well, what his he, his reaction. What rea- did he say? What did he do? Uh, well, I don't think he did anything at that time. He was probably more shocked than anything. I think was the uh, the implication. But it was about right. illustrating the mindset of the uh, of the controlling types. You know, the ones that uh, are there to do everything for your own for your own good, right? You know, oh, isn't that the worst kind of tyranny? We're going to do it for your own good. Right. From the government, we're here to help you. Exactly. Exactly. Let me grab a call here. Line two. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Scott from GP. Hi, Scott. Hey, um, listening to that gentleman this morning, uh, Tim Rivers, Mm -hmm. um, and you guys disagreeing, um, I think think that uh, you both are right in this respect. Tim is basically saying that somebody needs to do something. The people that are doing something, um, many of them um, have counted the cost, um, particularly the, the truckers who have seen what happened in day sixers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to bet that most of them have counted the cost. And you are right in the respect that uh, it probably there's probably a trap there, but at the same time, if people don't stand the silence, is uh, deafening, uh, is yeah. Tacit consent, mm-hmm. and so if if somebody doesn't do something, and I've been racking my brain for the last year or so, when is somebody going to stand up, and how do we do it? You know. Yeah, and I guess the other question would be, you know, people would say, well, it must be resisted. Is yeah. that like, is like, that actual resistance to what they're doing, though? That's where that's kind of what well, I'm yeah, wondering. I, I think it is. Now, two two things. One, um, what's his name? Uh, who wrote the um, uh, Gulag Archipelago? Mm-hmm. Um, he said Solzhenitsyn. Book, yeah, Solzhenitsyn. He said in his book, he said, if we had just stood up a little more when they came to knock on the door, if we'd had a pipe wrench or whatever to take them down every time they did it, pretty soon they'd be leery about coming, and then maybe we could have won. We just didn't love our freedom enough, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. No, but that's I am well aware of that. That's a great that's a great statement. That's a great statement. I see that's when well, they're actually coming after you though. Well, yeah, but see, they are coming after us. That's mm-hmm. the point. They're just doing it mildly because they don't want us to act that way. They want us to quietly go along. They want us to be the big the frog in the beaker to take one here, one there, and nobody else arrives. But my concern is with this with, with the truckers group here, let's say there is uh, a situation that happens where they, they, they do take the, the truckers down and it's similar to January sixth, but maybe a little worse. What if, what's gonna happen with the rest of the people? Are there enough other people willing to count the cost and stand up and stand with them? Mm-hmm. Um and when I, you know, talking to young people today, uh, which I do a little bit of on the, on the streets and so forth, um, what I'm finding is is that they seem to be ignorant and weak. Um, they're uh, they don't have any desires or goals or or energy to want to do anything. Uh, and that's not to mean every young person, 
but that's that's what I seem to be seeing. All right. Scott, I appreciate the call here. I'm running a little short on time, but uh, we'll try to uh, make that. Uh, I'm going to take that to heart. I appreciate that. Oh, by the way, for the uh, person who was wondering, how did Herman react? Herman wrote me about that, uh, the gentleman who called a moment ago. Uh, Herman's reaction was, would you like to wrestle? <laughs> That's even better. Herman, I love that. Would you you want to wrestle? In other words, slapping him, uh, his hand on the uh, on the pastry. Let me grab uh, line three. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Who's this? Hello, this is Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, Go ahead. Yes, um, I think your your last caller had some really good points. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I'm wondering about is, if they're sitting in jail, are they allowed to vote? Are the J6ers allowed to vote? What if they send hundreds of people to the border, and or thousands, and thousands get arrested? And they're sitting in jail. They may mm. be there on the border in February, but they'll be in jail in November. I didn't know that. You know, I hadn't considered that. I don't and, know. Uh, do you vote when you're in? Uh, you know, I can't believe I, I talk about voting all the time, but I don't know if you're in lockup if you are able to vote or not. That's a really interesting question. The question is, when you're a political prisoner, are you allowed to vote? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I know that Democrats are really big on trying to make sure that the prisoners are allowed to vote, but of course, they always assume that they're going to vote for Democrats. I think that's why. Right. As soon as uh, the prisoners are Republicans, they probably don't want the vote then <laughs> for probably prisoners. Uh, I appreciate the call there, Elizabeth. Thanks for making it. Six minutes after eight. Ron Gordon standing by. We'll talk with him in a moment, okay? Winter in Oregon. It means rain. Waterlogged soil expands as it saturates, and that pressure can impact your home's foundation, sometimes even allowing the rain to get into your home. Terra Firma Foundation Systems can help. We've got your back. Terra Firma is the Northwest solution for safer foundations and dry basements and crawl spaces. One easy call can protect your home this winter. Click GoTerraFirma.com, schedule a free evaluation. CCB 173547. That's GoTerraFirma.com. If you're getting ready for a winter road trip, click on the travel report on KMED.com. You'll find the latest road conditions, road cams, and gas prices all over our region. Be prepared with a travel report on KMED.com. Sponsored by Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. KMED and KCMD Morning Weather. Sponsored by Advanced Air and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to deliver intelligent heating and cooling solutions at award-winning service. Visit myadvancedair.com. I'm meteorologist Bobby J for NBC5. Mostly cloudy today, a few sprinkles possible, and another mild one, high of 63, but a little bit breezier from the southeast and a bit stronger winds expected tonight into Wednesday. Showers also likely Wednesday, 49 to low tonight, 58 Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, we have Ron Gordon from Edward Jones on. Hello, Ron. How are the markets this Tuesday? What's happening? Well, markets are opening up a little bit flat. I know that you guys have already spoken about it this morning, but uh, those three soldiers killed in uh, in Jordan today definitely are increasing the tensions over there in the Middle East. It's going to put some pressure on the oil markets. We've already seen some movements there. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the big things that we're looking at right now is um, what is the JOLTS report going to say? So the JOLTS report is the uh, number of job openings mm-hmm. Uh, that are expected to be in the economy. And right now we're expecting there to be about 8.8 million jobs available in in the economy. Uh, That's quite a few openings when we're looking at about 6 million people in unemployment. 
Again, unemployment is the uh, number of people that are actively working, looking for employment, not people that have quit looking. So that, that number can be a little bit different. But that's going to be an important gauge as to what's going on with the marketplace as we go further with what the Fed is going to do. Remember, if we get that, that unemployment rate goes up over 4%, we, uh, we could be in for some trouble. So at the moment, things are good. We're uh, kind of heading, holding fast. Waiting on some tech earnings to come out today, but uh, most impo- important thing right now is where are we going to sit at that unemployment? Okay, we'll uh, certainly stay in with you on this one. You can call Ron, talk to him about your portfolio too. Seven three four double o seven zero seven three four o o seven zero. Hey, do you happen to have the numbers for Tesla out recently? I, I know that uh, Tesla's been having uh, a downward uh, spiral because of the EV pressures. But I was wondering if uh, Elon Musk's announcement about the Neuralink, the uh, brain chip, might have had any impact on it. Do you know? Off yeah, the top of your head? they're up. They're up 1% today. They're hovering at about 193. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look over the last three months, they're actually only down 2% over a three-month span, but that's going back to November. If we look at just the last month, they've lost about 22% of their, their share price. It did bottom out there at 180 yeah. um, a few days ago. But here, here's the something that I am looking at here and, and why I'm so hot on Elon Musk. And it goes to one of the things that your listeners said. It's not just that they uh, did that Solzhenitsyn wasn't just encouraging people to stand up physically. The biggest thing about that book was the fact that they all accepted lies. That was the first thing that they did is they mm-hmm. accepted lies and they continued to tell lies uh, inside of society. And we've already seen that taking place here. The They're lying. Here. Well, remember, that wasn't there a, a part of that book? I'm going to have to reread this. It's been way too long, I think, since I last read that. But uh, uh, they're lying. They know that we know that they're lying. We know that they know that we know that we're lying, kind of going back and forth. Remember that uh, that part of the book? Right, yeah. right. And and so there's some some things that have already been taking place in society about uh, gender and different things of that nature yep. that that they're they're conditioning. And so though that's the first step that we can actually fight against uh, without having to pick up arms. All right. Well, the one thing I do want to uh, in, just let you know, though, I am not lining up for Elon's Neuralink implant. Are you? Ah. I'm just curious. You know, I. <laughs> you know that it's one of those things. Uh, that that seems a little bit too uh, too shady for me uh, right here at the moment. I mean, Elon's excuse is that we're already cyber, uh, that we're there were already cyborgs because of our cell phones. But uh, I'm I'm I think that's taking it just a little bit too far. Yeah, well, I can always put the cell phone down, though. Says the right. uh, says the the cell phone addict. I know, I get it. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, All thanks right. so much, Ron. Always a good talk. Have I enjoy that. Ron Gordon at Edward Jones, 734-007-0, okay? It's uh, 11 after 8. Captain Bill Simpson is calling back in with a report on the environmental mayhem on the border. And, you know, it's it, it's really interesting. We hear from the uh, the environmentalist types that, this is so good, everything's going just according to plan. And yet we've got uh, dead fish, dead deer, dead wildlife, no water fascinating hmm 
We'll kick that all around coming up. After the holidays, millions of people start a new diet only to fail again. I think you deserve a diet that works. Hi, I'm Zola from PlanZDiet.com. I failed over and over on all those other diets, too. I got so frustrated, I developed my own diet. It's Plan Z by Zola. Plan Z is working for thousands of no longer frustrated dieters right now. Go to PlanZDiet.com to learn how Plan Z dieters lose an average of 31 pounds in just 50 days with no exercise, none. You'll learn about my patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray. You just spray the formula under your tongue. Gone go the cravings, the hunger, the headaches, the jitters, and more. The ZR50 spray comes with the Plan Z diet and only the Plan Z diet. Order Plan Z now and get big savings. I want you to succeed on a diet. I want to give you a chance at a healthier and happier life that comes after that weight is gone. Go to PlanZDiet.com today and learn more because you deserve a better diet. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority in post-frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Johnson Builders is the leading authority of post and frame construction in Southern Oregon and Northern California for over 20 years. Save on shops, garages, barns, and covered riding arenas during their winter sale. For commercial, industrial, or residential, they have you covered with the lowest pricing of the year while the winter sale lasts. Visit www.johnson.builders or check them out on Instagram at Johnson Builders Corp. for ideas on your project. Financing available. Johnson Builders, building for your future. By Coastal Media's Best of Southern Oregon magazine is online at bestofsouthernoregon.com. Find the winners in nearly 200 categories by flipping through the magazine online or sort by category and discover Southern Oregon's best suppliers of goods and services, like the Retro Wormhole, Father and Son Jewelry, and Agave in Bloom. Congratulations to the award winners from By Coastal Media, publishers of Best of Southern Oregon. Nominations for 2024-25 start in spring. Visit bestofsouthernoregon.com. 23andMe has been around for about 18 years selling genetic testing. Most used it for fun, tracing down ancestors. But now we've discovered a nightmare side to 23andMe. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. 23andMe was hacked last year. The names, addresses, and genetic information of 7 million people were stolen. Many were of Jewish and Chinese heritage. Even worse, it appears these particular people were targeted. It took 23andMe five months to realize that it had been hacked. And they found out only when the hackers began advertising the stolen data for sale on the dark web, which raises two questions. Who would want this data and how could they use it? Off the top of my head, perhaps Hezbollah or Iran or any of the many racist groups here at home. If you haven't used 23andMe, don't. Hey, I'm giving away a $1,000 PC or Mac right now. Enter to win at commando.com slash win. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing. Did you know every week nearly 50 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Kim. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. This is the Bill Myers Show. Appreciate you being here on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. Michael's in the road belly. Michael, uh, quick take on uh, Jan. Well, you want to talk about July 3rd, I guess, right? Hey, good morning, Bill. Morning. Uh, I was listening to Good morning. I was listening to the conversations earlier, and uh, July 3rd happens to fall on a Wednesday this year, which is hump day, coincidentally. Uh-huh. And considering all the uh, unequal application of justice and everything else that's going on in this country, it might be a good day to call a general strike in the nation. A general strike on July 3rd for, for July 4th, I guess. Or do you mean July 4th? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, how do you think that would work? Uh, what would that? Uh, what's the message that you believe it would send? Uh, however, however, grassroots campaign works. Uh, somebody makes a suggestion. Somebody stands out in the street banging a pot, and hopefully, people join in. All right. You think that uh, there are enough Americans that would forego being able to go buy uh, hot dogs? <laughs> For, well, you, know? you know, Bill, I, I, I don't actually consider myself uh, an ist and i never seen yeah. an ism without a terminal flaw but sure. uh, no i'm just i'm know, just having fun with you you you, you get I, that it's like hey you're getting in the way of a july 4th hot dog right yeah and all of a sudden well, wait a minute you know, what, I, what i hear on conservative radio now is is what i've heard other affinity groups for the past 40 years in, mm. in you know of different stripes say and it's just like i said you know i didn't know they were coming until they were coming for us right yeah i got that I appreciate the call. Thanks for making it, Michael, and I hope to hear from you more, okay? One more call before Captain Bill, because Captain Bill's a busy guy this morning. Hi, who's this? Good morning. This is Norm from Grants Pass. Hi, Norm. Go ahead. Um, much like uh, modern medicine today, I get very frustrated at how often we are really chasing symptoms instead of really understanding the core value or issues that are causing the problems we're experiencing. Could you give me an example uh, of that, please? Yeah, in politics, um, almost lost to human history today is a lot of the writings of Abraham Lincoln just before the Civil War really broke out. And he struggled greatly at his fear that if he kept the South from seceding, that it would so empower the federal government that it would never be kept in check. Isn't that interesting? I, I'd love to see that. Do you have that writing? Because I, I have I have criticized uh, Abraham Lincoln's presidency because it's like freed the slaves and enslaved the nation is essentially what happened post, uh, well, really post that. Well, I really believe by neglect and or subversiveness, a lot of his personal writings and, and um, letters written to others have been lost to history almost. Hmm. Uh, the... The fact that he feared that, he also had a vision that if he allowed the South to secede, we would become another bloody Europe that would kill each other for hundreds of years over religious beliefs and territory and Mm. resources, and he had to choose the lesser of two evils. Mm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think the South would have ended up coming back in at some point. But uh, the the point well taken, and I I appreciate you making that, okay? Hey, I I got a roll, but I I look forward to hearing more from you, truly. It's 20 minutes after 8. Joining me right now, 
Captain Bill Simpson, naturalist, is here with a report on uh, just the beauty and uh, and wonderful restoration experts uh, or uh, the re- the restoration act. Let me try this again here, Bill. The uh, the amazing restoration actions being taken on the Klamath right now, and it's just a it's just a beautiful thing to uh, behold, isn't it? Welcome back to the show. I'm being a little sarcastic. Uh, yeah. I, good morning, Bill, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's um it's unraveling down here. We're looking at um, a potential for probably the largest ecological disaster on the west coast of the United States ever seen. Hmm. Um, we're looking at, uh, I mean, these the massive mud flats, and it's like quick mud. It's a very sticky um, um, type of mud because it's red clay. It's nothing like, and I'm going to repeat, nothing like Elwa Dam. Elwa Dam was 17 miles from the coast. It had a sand and gravel bottom. Totally different. This is mud and a lot of it, 60 million, up to 60 million metric yards. I mean, that's a mountain of mud, and that's according to the Army Corps of Engineers, who I, I would say know what they're talking about. So what's happening now, uh, we have this quagmire that surrounds the essential water wildlife need, and <clears throat> a daily event now, um, animals go, try to get to the water, they go out into the mud, they sink down and die. And the thing is, is many animals, and we're talking about dozens and dozens, Many animals are dying and never seen dying because there's the observation areas around the lake are are obscured by um, you know the the terrain by laminated roads and so mm-hmm. forth. So just in the small sampling areas where we're monitoring, um, we're seeing dozens of animals dying, and we're talking about bird, eagles and deer, whole families of deer with little babies sinking down and dying. Is there any evidence of fish kill out of what's been done here? Oh, every fish in the river is dead. I mean, nothing can survive. (laughs) Nothing. Okay, so there's extensive science that's been done, that's agnostic. It was done up in Alaska and other places on numerous rivers and streams. And there's a, a fancy scientific term called the nephilometric turbidity unit, okay? And and this essentially is the... Uh the index of how muddy and unbreathable is the water for fish, right? Right. And okay. There's two, and there's two things the audience need to understand, okay? There's dissolved solids in the water. Um, and, and to help people understand that, if you dump a bunch of sugar crystals into a glass of water, initially it causes turbidity, you know, because you have mechanical, uh, mechanical pieces, particulates you can see. But then when the sugar dissolves, it becomes a dissolved solvent. Now, Turbidity, in the strict sense, are are mechanical. Um, they they don't necessarily dissolve. Um, you also have that would be like small grains of sand in the water being whipped around, right? Yeah, it doesn't dissolve. Is, okay, yeah, small grains and and clay, red clay is like bentonite clay. It's sticky. Mm-hmm. It seals things up permanently, and and that's why it, it basically sequestered all the uh, pollution that was coming down from the Klamath Basin and. And, of course, the pollution is a function of trying to feed a lot of people, okay? So, anyway, um, the, the green algae, the microcystis that grab that phosphates out of the Klamath Lake and the nitrates and so forth, um, drug it down to the bottom, and it got layered into the clay and sequestered. And so the water ended up cleaner because of the action of the benthic algaes. Um, 
now all of that's been released. And the thing is, is people, the, the dam removal people tried to sell you on the fact that, oh, yeah, we're just going to flush the toilet. We're going to blow these dams, which is what they were doing and done. And then the torrent of water will carry everything away. Well, that's not true. We- well, and now, why isn't that true? Because isn't there a, a certain case to be made that eventually enough rain and water coming down the uh, river will flush that away? I'm talking about a matter of time. I'm not, not that I'm in favor of the dam removal because I wasn't. Okay. Okay. Well, let's look at that because it, it listens good the way you said it, Bill, but the reality of it is radically different. Okay. So, what happens is when you blow the dam, um, the the water comes rushing down through the original river channel. And through that ancient river channel, it cuts a deep groove, which is where the original river ran through the center of these lakes. As it goes down, it, the mud on the, on the sides, the bays and so forth, all around the lake, thousands of acres, um, is exposed and is no longer managed or, or scoured by the rain, the water coming down the river oh. it's it's high and dry mud and it actually is not it does it's not dry it's muddy and it holds water really well like a sponge okay so the initial uh estimate by the dam removal people themselves their number is between five to seven million metric yards would get scoured away and so that's so just, that's how much muck has been dumped into the klamath river right but oh. the important point the important point, Bill, and the audience, everybody needs to stick with this, is there literally, is there the Army Corps um, said there may be as much as 60 million metric yards. So we're, we're, we're talking about up to 53 million metric yards of this mud is still going to be there. Okay, now, having said that, this mud is very resistant to being moved around by rain. You have to have a torrential rain, like hurricane, like, you know, these atmospheric rivers would have to come through this area one after the other for decades to move that kind of mud down the river. And even if that happens, which it won't, uh, what you're doing is you're releasing more turbidity and more toxins into the river uh, on a river that's already dead. Because when we look at the science that we have, the NTUs, or, or nephlematic metric turbidity units, in, in Alaska and all the rivers and streams they studied up there, when you reach 25, the number 25 NTUs, you start seeing um, the loss of survivability of eggs and fish at 25. Now, the river gauges below the dams recently have been monitoring the river turbidity at 200 and more. So the fish are dead, the eggs are dead, the beds are dead, in other words. Right, and that's just the beginning of it. Okay, so any aquatic life that has gills, the gills get coated by the sticky clay. And um, everything, even amphibians, amphibians can't survive this. Okay, and then, and then you know, if you do the, the simple volumetric math, you know, how much of the river gets coated with, let's say, 5 million metric yards of ton, or metric yards of, of clay? Well, when you do the math, all you know, we're milepost 187, and if you figure the average width of the river and so forth, you know, you come up with a coating on the river bottom of 14 inches deep of mud all the way to the ocean. That's how much 5 million metric yards does. So, you know, people are, it's easy to just gloss all this crap over, but this is a serious, serious problem because when you collapse the foundational level, of a major ecosystem, which is the aquatic life source here, 
then everything above that, uh, you know, the mammals, the reptiles, the birds, this is a major flyway. And guess what? When the, all the migratory birds by the thousands show up here in spring, there's not going to be a lake full of food. There's going to be a polluted river, and they're going to die. So where's Audubon Society? Where's the wildlife watch? Where, where are these big orgs? Have they been schmoozed and incentivized to look the other way? You know, because I don't hear an outrage. You know, we see these organizations go ape if a few animals die somewhere else. But where's the outrage? We're seeing thousands of animals, hundreds a day, dying here. Um, we already have a, a collapsed deer, or a cervid uh, population. The deer and the elk here are collapsed. And now we're losing the, the last ones we have in this mud. And it's a horrific death. I have to tell you, uh, Captain Bill... Simpson with me, William E. Simpson, naturalist, of course, Wild Horse, uh, Wild Horse Fire Brigade, founder of that. We've talked with you a lot about that over the years. It's uh, interesting to see the reaction from the environmental left, and I have to you know view it su- through some political lens here, Bill. There was a, a Facebook group from Ashland that I was looking at, and you'd be surprised how many people said words to the effect of, it's so great that they're finally doing something. They're actually trying to do something to improve the environment there, at referencing the uh, the Klamath Lake. I kid you not, they're actually saying that. And yet you're witnessing something totally different. Well, that's because they're ignorant. They're ignorant people. They need to get get in there, get in, put their butts in their car and drive down here and, and see what the people that live on these lakes see, which are suffering baby fawns that struggle and struggle and then die of exhaustion and suffocation. Um, birds, eagles, the American icon, caught in the mud, suffocating, dying. You know, being coated in mud, sticky red clay, and then and suffocating is no way to die. It's a very slow, ag- arduous death. You know, these people need to get off their fairy dust, get their butts in their cars, drive down here, and look at this disaster. Because all they're doing is sitting in their pajamas, eating donuts, and looking at this stuff, all this fluff from KRRC on the media. It's a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of baloney. And all the hard science. These people are in uncharted waters. They have, they have no map, no compass. They don't know what they're doing. It's all guesswork. And, it's kind of, and then they lie and deceive to the public, to the Board of Supervisors down here about, like, the fences. They promised for a whole year we're going to put up fences. They knew the mud was coming. They said we're going to put up fences. We're going to put up alternative water and, and so that the deer and the elk and the, and the horses will stay away from the mud because they'll have water on the uphill side. Yeah, they'll have the water to drink, sure. Okay. Yeah, and hmm. guess what? At, at the last second, just literally days before the dams got blown, they, they, they rolled it back. They well. And and it's about money again. They're making millions and millions of dollars. And what are they doing? You know, they figured, okay, these fences are probably going to cost us a couple hundred thousand dollars to put in. So we'll let, you know, we'll let all these animals die. And, you know, if livestock gets dead, so what? We'll just pay, you know, $10,000 a horse. Yeah, I have to tell you, Bill, what is, I'm not surprised by anything you're you're saying here. Captain William E. Simpson with me, by the way. I knew that... There was a fraud being perpetrated on the people, on the citizens of uh, of Southern Oregon and Northern California. The moment that people were saying, oh, we don't have to dredge all that mud and muck down there. We don't have to. We'll just be able to flush it out. I knew right then. It's like, oh, my gosh. They're just, 
if you or I were to do something like that, we get arrested. But you have this fraudulent consensus process, and it's okay. Well, this yeah, this is a fraud against their their permissions. You know, they have an EA and they have taking. You know, they're not allowed to have knowingly have excessive taking. See, and that's the sad part of this thing: the taking side of like doing what they're doing, meaning they can kill animals without penalty. Um, If you or I came down here and, and killed one eagle we yeah we're called a we're called a poacher life. we're called a poacher right. and put in jail well, you'd yeah be in, yeah you'd mm-hmm. be in prison the rest of your life for killing a, 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 a protected species but see they have what they call takings but that doesn't relieve them of preventing excessive taking mm-hmm. under the law see they are allowing excessive takings they're knowingly allowing it who's in on the fix then who are the you know if you were to go to the head of the snake who do you think is that your opinion. I know I'm asking for an opinion. Okay, so I'm not a lawyer, but um, our lawyers are going to be looking at this, by the way. You know, we, we have a large pro bono law firm representing Wild Horse Fire Brigade, and this is an issue that affects the wild horses. Of course, our domestic, our, which are protected horses, and there's domestic horses up at Copco Lake, and then there's livestock down here. There's cows and horses down here at Iron Gate Lake. So uh, we're going we're going to be talking to our law firms about this because this is a situation where they have a duty to prevent excessive takings. If they know how to do it and it's cost effective and it is, I don't, you know, they, but they're so greedy, they won't spend the money for the fence and the water, but they're going to have to pay a price for this. This has to be a criminal penalty for excessive takings. They knowingly are taking, and, and this means we're going to go to have to go to, uh, the head of the uh, Fish and Wildlife in Oregon and California, because a lot of the deer down here, by the way, are migratory deer from Oregon. They come, this is critical win- deer wintering habitat mm. here. So we're right on the border of Oregon. So this is, this involves Oregon wildlife, too. Well, don't want to say we told you so, but we told you so. We've been talking about this for years, and well, it, uh, the Greens have uh, have obfuscated, and I imagine that uh, you know Warren Buffett, of course, you know, are they just dupes for Warren Buffett's uh, Pacific Corp? I have to wonder sometimes. Are, are they just in the tank for that, or is it just their their uh, religious belief that this uh, this river running free will somehow be a great benefit someday? Well, it's not. It's it's that's the illusion they're selling everybody. But the real the real deal is a water grab for Los Angeles, who's Los Angeles is, is drinking recycled toilet water now, literally. Hmm. So yeah, we've heard about that. that but actually- you know that those tunnels though got uh, turned down, got blasted out. It's not happened. It, it didn't. Uh, it got turned down or stopped. So I don't know if that's necessarily well, it or not. Yeah, there. So you look at the uh, fifty years on the Klamath. John Boyle, who built the dams, wrote this book, and he talks about how Army Corps of Engineers came down here in 1948 to figure out how to get our water from Klamath Basin down to San Joaquin. And they figured it out. And you send it down to Tule Lake and into the Pitt River and down the Sacramento River to mm-hmm. the Mono Tunnel and out California Aqueduct. That is the real game here. So that's why they left the dams up above. They left the diversion dam. Mm-hmm. And so they could send water to Tule Lake. I mean, if this is about dam removal, all the dams should have gone. But that's not what this is about. This is about sending water to Los Angeles. And everybody bought the, the fake. I mean, this is talk about a a quarterback pump fake. Mm-hmm. Everybody, the tribes, everybody, wait till these tribes figure out they've been bamboozled 
You know? Well, I know there's going to be some some buyer's remorse on this damn removal at some point, uh, probably sooner rather than later. Hey, Bill, t- let's take a couple of calls here, see what people, I think they want to ask you a question about that. Captain William E. Simpson with me. Hi, who's this? Good morning. You're with Bill Simpson. Hey, Bill and Bill, this is Steve in Sunny Valley again. I just wanted to point out the historical evidence of what happens when you have massive uh, mud flowing down a river. There's a part of uh, San Francisco Bay called Oyster Bay. And there have not been oysters there since the hydraulic mining in the 1860s. And that's why hydraulic mining is now illegal, because it did just this. It flushed a ton of mud down into the bay. And now it's, what, 150 years later, we still have no oysters. All right. Very good point. Steve, thanks for making it. What do you think about that, Bill? That's an interesting statement. Hmm. Well, what he's saying is even mollusks suffocate under the mud. Hmm. <laughs> you know, when you get, when you put too much mud, I mean, they have to be able to dig their little hole and have their little breathing tube and all that. I mean, you know, this much um, sediment, and especially the, the nature of the sediment, which is nothing like Elwa Dam, they keep holding out Elwa Dam. It's, it's nothing like it. Okay, what was what was the when was the Elwha Dam uh, taken out? How many years ago was that? Oh, a few years back. You know, I think it was like I don't know, five years or whatever. Yeah. And, well, and okay. Way, so contrast that because the environmentalists will hold up the uh, the Elwha Dam as an example of why this is such a wonderful process. Contrast that with what has been done to the Klamath. Right. So the Elwha Dam is about seventeen miles from the ocean, and it's the water upstream from the dams was in fact colder than the water downstream from the dams. And so, and the sediments were fine sand and gravel, completely different ecosystem. We're at, and not seven, we're not 17 miles. We're 187 miles upriver. We have an upside down river, meaning the water coming out of the Klamath Lake is warmer than the water downstream here. And the and the dams actually made the water cooler over time, right? That's, Having that's the sediment, right. right? That's right. Is from earthing. And then, um, which is uh, basically a, a fancy term for the thermal conduction from the the 57 degree ground temperature year round here, coupling with the water and in, in below the thermocline in the lake. And so, anyway, the thing is, is and then we have a sediment that is sticky clay mud, 60 million metric yards of it, probably. So, you know, this is not even remotely the same. And on top of that, Bill. The Elwha Dam took twice as long and cost twice as much as they said. So California and Oregon, by the way, this is now a public project. It's not the original Pacific Corp $450 million private dam removal project. What what happened is they figured out how to just contribute half of what they collected from ratepayers. I think they're only putting up like $200 million of the $450 million they collected from ratepayers. And then California and Oregon are, are chunking in the lion's share. Now it's a public project. Now it must, by constitutional law, proceed under eminent domain. And that means they must make everybody whole that are losing. The, all those homes up in Coppicola Lake that are um, lost their wet, losing their wells or lost their wells already, some are getting ready to fall into the mudflat because the, the banks and the cliffs are destabilized. Because water is heavy. It holds the, holds the banks back. Mm-hmm. People yeah. don't understand that. And, and so the damage is, those people have – it's not like, oh, let's make a deal with Klamath Mitigation Fund. Oh, by the way, that doesn't answer anybody. Uh, oh, well, we'll give you 5000 for your well, even though it costs 50000 That's not how eminent domain works. Eminent domain says you got to get fair, fairly compensated market value. 
I have to wonder if uh, ultimately this will be looked at as one of the greatest environmental and economic travesties ever uh, fraudulently foisted upon a people as this uh, climate dam removal. I mean, I think it will, Bill. And I think that they just can't keep covering up all of the crap here. I mean, this is a, a stinking mess, literally. now. The river is was I mean, the other day, I think the day before yesterday, the river was mere black. I mean, opaque black. If you took a jelly jar and scooped it up, it was so black, you couldn't even see through the jelly jar. I mean, the density of the turbidity was incredible. Nothing can live through that. Everything's, everything in that river is dead. And then all of that crap is going to go to the mouth of the Pacific Ocean, and that shoreline ecosystem in the Pacific is going to be adversely impacted. Um, you know, I mean, this is a massive disaster that they've unleashed. And people need to get off the ferry dock and get down here and pay attention because they're trying to pull this crap everywhere with dams. Okay, now there's probably an argument that some dams, it makes sense to remove them. I'm not saying that, you know, every dam is is correct. But this was a case of, of it should have never been compensated. FERC should have just told Pacific Corp to take your power generation equipment off the dam and then give use that 450 million you got from ratepayers and build a fish ladder and we've got sophisticated fish ladders that could have got the fish over both those dams over Iron Gate over Copco now nah, the fi- the fish were just the the fish were just the uh, stocking horse to leverage this that well that's it but mm-hmm. i'm just saying their argument caves when you apply logic you know okay you want fish going up river fine you got four hundred fifty million. You don't want to run the. You don't want to run power generation anymore. Good. Okay, fine. Take your equipment away. Appreciate the call there, uh, and we will definitely have you back on, Captain Bill. And thanks for the reporting on this. Yeah, and I'm going. I, I do want to say this. There's an article that just came out today at Siskiyou News. Uh, uh, will the Klamath River survive dam removal? Mm-hmm. And people should go read that. And I sent you a copy of it too. You could post it there at your uh, blog. If I'm like. going to post it on the blog today. Captain Bill, I appreciate you so much, and uh, good talking. I wish it were happier uh, news, but this is no surprise. Absolutely no surprise. Well, I hope I hope other people learn from our mistake here. Okay, that's the, that's the only saving grace in this terrible, you know, situation. I hope other people will learn, and they will just pound a stake through the hearts of these organizations that are letting this kind of stuff happen. Thank you, Bill. We'll talk soon. Sure. Be you. well. Bye. 842 KMED, KCMD. After that, huh, need a coffee or a sandwich or a banet, something to... Uh... <laughs> Need a sugar high, right? Artisan Bakery Cafe has done it again. For a limited time, Artisan Bakery is offering a delicious, mouth-watering chipotle turkey sandwich. Mmm, succulent turkey, cheddar cheese, zesty chipotle aioli, onions, lettuce and tomato nestled between their fresh-baked sourdough or multi-grain bread. It's a flavor fiesta in every bite. Perfect for your office party, gathering, or catered event. Explore the menu at artisanbakerymedford.com or stop by, dine in, and get to know the family. 1325 center drive across from south fred meyer service is the difference with sweetwater sanitation your experts for sanitation services and portable restrooms from pumping septic tanks grease traps even holding tanks sweetwater sanitation brings 20 years and two generations of experience and as a deq certified maintenance provider sweetwater sanitation can inspect service and repair your septic tank which should be pumped every three to five years call 541-821-1426 and visit swsmodoc.com sweetwater sanitation where service is the difference
You're looking for a career and not a job, or maybe you're already working a boring job and you want more out of life, but you're not sure what to do. Nursing Pathways at Asante has an answer. A career in healthcare. Pacific Healthcare Training in Central Point has a secure, recession-proof opportunity for you. Our local hospitals want to invest in you, and they'll pay for your training. Scholarship money available, tuition reimbursement too, good wages, and benefits. PacificHealthCareTraining.com. Now that's a career. Call today. Hi, it's Jason at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and ability to navigate icy, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local, family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Bill Meyer with Sharice from No Wires Now. So glad I switched a dish. And if your listeners have DirecTV or cable TV, they're paying too much. And you made it easy to switch. Plus, I got the Hopper DVR and Dish's very cool voice-activated remote. Call today, tell me what you have, how much you're paying, and I think you're going to love Dish. I'll even help you lower your existing internet and cell phone bill. Call Sharice like I did, 541 680-5875. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by DISH. The Bill Myers Show. 1063 KMED. 99.3 KCMD. FortuneReserve.com. FortuneReserve.com. The Federal Reserve creates debt, which is flushing fortunes away. So FortuneReserve.com. Our friends at the J. Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers. That's their website, by the way. FortuneReserve.com. That's a way that you can tuck away some wealth that is out of control of others, something that you control. You know, no, we're not talking about, uh, you know, putting it in a gold IRA or something. You know, if you want to do that, that's fine. But uh, I'm thinking just, uh, you know, personally, the way I'm looking at this, and I think if you talk with uh, Mark and Andrea over at Jay Austin and Company Gold and Silver Buyers, they might agree with me on this one that um, nothing wrong with uh, gold back IRAs, but it'd be kind of nice to have something which is outside of, uh, of FedGov wanting to just uh, kind of grab it and put its little grubby fingers on it as they try to figure out how to pay the 39 40 $41, trillion of debt back. I, just, just saying, all right? So go to fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com, and uh, put away some physical gold and silver that you control from Jay Austin. Fortunereserve.com, Jay Austin and Company Gold and Silver Buyers. Ashland and Grants Pass, 1632 Ashland Street in Ashland, and 6th and G in downtown Grants Pass by appointment, okay? It's uh, 846. Let me go to the phones. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Who's this? Welcome. This is Jerry in Grants Pass. Jerry, go ahead. What you thinking? Yeah, you know, I moved to Grants Pass about 20 years ago. I've been a Southern Oregon resident all my life. Mm-hmm. That was When I moved to Grants Pass, my main hobby in the summertime was snorkeling in the road, all the fishing holes and boat ramps and sure. like that. Sure. I used to find tons of lures and stuff. Well, they took out the Gold Ray Dam, and all of a sudden the water was so thick, I could not see my feet while snorkeling. And you can't do that in a river. You have to be able to see what's coming up. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, I quit. I had to quit. I couldn't do it, and it's not worth drowning over. Yeah, and the Gold Ray is uh, pretty small potatoes when contrasted with the climate, right? Oh, yeah. And it, was, it was three years before I even tried to get back in the water. Mm. And it was clear enough by then, but there was so much undergrowth, so much uh, plant life that wasn't there before that it was kind of pointless to go down 
all you're going to see was green stuff. Hmm. Interesting that uh, the same kind of uh, fraud being sold in this uh, in this one. I have to tell you, uh, not that I'm a good predictor of the future, but uh, five years from now, do you think the there's going to be a lot of buyer's remorse on this? Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to line two. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Hello. Bill, is that me? Yeah, it's you. Go ahead. <clears throat> hey, it's Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, my pebble in my shoe is everybody keeps picking on poor Elon Musk about this Neuralink. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming clean. I secretly had Neuralink installed almost a year ago, and I had no issues with it whatsoever. And you know what else? What? I secretly had Neuralink installed over a year ago, and I've had absolutely no problems with it. You, you've had Neuralink installed. Uh, so what problem did you have that you had the uh, Neuralink installed? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, that was a joke. I, I thought you're, but you know, you're not. But you delivered it so well. I, you know, I. I <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a real American salute. I'm having fun with you too. Okay. Okay. I know. I know All you're right. screwing with me, but thanks for screwing. I just played along. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where this goes. I mean, look, if it helps someone who's paralyzed, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it because if I was in that situation and I thought it could help me. I, I will say I'm very interested to see how this turns out over the next year for this guy, because if this changes his life, then I guess I'm for it. If it becomes mandatory, obviously I'm against it. But, but you see that just it, the the harbinger of things to come is really about, I mean, the people that are into this, in which it's their religion, it's truly a transhumanism kind of issue in which there's, you know, there's going to be there's going to be the people with uh, the Neuralink. Uh, they're the good people, and then there's going to be the old fashioned bad humans, the ones that, you know, think that, uh, you know, they believe in God, stuff well, like that. Look, I said this before about Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. That the reason he was freaking out about people not wearing their masks and not getting vaccinated is because he worked his whole life and he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's freaking because he's going to die and not get a chance to spend his money for 50 or 60 years. Yeah, he'll be the first one that uh, wants to have his head cut off and then, uh, you know, put on the uh, Neuralink. That's what he'll want. Well, you, you said it's a religion. And in that regard, I think it is. I think yeah. it's man's desire to live forever. Yeah, there's a real hubris that is uh, tied to that. And uh, that kind of hubris is going to fall hard, but we'll see. Matt, always a pleasure. Thank you for that, Thank okay? You. All right. Bye. Now then, everybody, let me, okay, I'll take one more call. I mean, I'm just running out of time and turning into a pumpkin because we have to do the Diner 62 quiz, and I want to I get a winner of the Diner 62 quiz, and it might be you. But anyway, hi, who's this? Welcome. Morning, Bill. Bob in Medford. Bob, fire away. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, I had a question for Captain Bill that maybe we can ask him next time. He barely touched on it is, you know, the mouth of the Klamath River has a permanent sandbar. Mm-hmm. That changes, you know, with storms and the opening in the channel changes with river flow. What is going to happen to the mouth area of the Klamath River, you that, know, pending all of the silt coming down? That is a really interesting question. I'll I'll pop him on the e- on the email and see if he has an answer for that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bob. All right. I'm going to hang up on everybody who is there right now, and I I don't mean to hang. I don't like hanging up on people. But I have to clear it. 
It's now time for the Diner 62 Real American Quiz. 770-5633-770-KMED. And it's uh, about a great radio and TV show coming up next. Some history on that. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Here at American Rancher Garage, we respect and support those individuals who currently or have previously served this great country and our local communities. As a small token of our respect and appreciation for their service, we extend our heroes discount to all active or veteran military personnel and to our active or retired first responders. There is no way to completely repay your dedication to the protection of our country and communities, but we will do what we can. Hi, this is Megan at Mini Pet Mart. Over the last seven years, Mini Pet Mart and its customers have raised nearly a quarter million dollars for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to further their mission of finding cures for childhood cancer. We're excited again to be the title sponsor of the St. Jude Country Cares for Kids Radiothon on Q100.3 on Thursday and Friday, February 29th and March 1st. Because we know how precious your children and grandchildren are to you because they are to us too. So please stop by any mini Pet Mart or News and Smokes, plus M Street Market and the Market in Delhi and Grants Pass, and make a donation now through March 1st. We'll put your name on a St. Jude pinup, display it in our store, and match all donations up to $40,000. Mini Pet Mart thanks you for supporting our stores and for supporting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, where no family ever receives a bill for travel, food, lodging, and medical care. With all of our help, they are finding cures and saving children, and they won't stop until no child dies of cancer. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Meyer Show. Diner 62 Real American Quiz. Try Yes, the Lone Ranger. They'll come riding with a crispy chicken sandwich from Diner 62. And by the way, Diner 62, your lunch destination. Third pound burgers, satisfying sandwiches, and they have that open-faced hot turkey or roast beef sandwich held over for a limited time because they're so popular. Slice of pie for the special, just two bucks. Yes, Kyle Silver. That is the question for today. Let me go to Jack. Hello, Jack. How you doing? Welcome. Hey, Bill. Doing good. It was uh, today in history, January 30th, 1933, Lone Ranger debuts on radio with the stirring notes of the William Till Overture. And they hi silver away! Lone Ranger debuts in 1933. The creation of a station owner and a radio writer, the masked rider of the plains, became one of the most popular and enduring Western heroes of the 20th century. Joined by his trusty steed, Silver, and Native American scout, Tonto, the Lone Ranger battled Western outlaws and Native Americans. So, Jack, for the win! What station debuted the Lone Ranger? Which one? Was it KDKA Pittsburgh? Was it WXYZ Detroit? Was it KLZ Denver? Was it KNBR San Francisco? Or was it WDAF in Kansas City? One of those five. What do you say? Oh, let's try Kansas City. Kansas City. You're thinking the Chiefs. Not this time, Jack. We gotcha. Renee's here. Hi, Renee. Hi. KDKA Pittsburgh, WXYZ Detroit, KLZ Denver, or KNBR San Francisco. Which station debuted the Lone Ranger? Well, I have no idea, really, but I'm from the San Francisco Bay, so we'll go with K, 
LDR? Or KNBR. KNBR. Yeah, KLDR. That's Grants Pass, but close enough. All right, let me go to... All right, so it's not KNDR. It's not uh, WDAF. Hello, Dave. Selma Dave, how you doing? Hey, great. All right. KDKA Pittsburgh, WXYZ Detroit, KLZ Denver. Which station debuted the Lone Ranger in 1933? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. KDKA, I wish... No, let me go to Tom. Hello, Tom. You're a 50-50 guy. It's either WXYZ Detroit or KLZ Denver. I'm going to go with uh, Denver. Denver. Oh, down to the end. Oh, my goodness. Hi, who's this? Good morning. It's Joel. Joel, is it it, it WXYZ Detroit or XYZ Detroit? It's got to be Detroit. It is. XYWXYZ, neither station owner George Trendle nor writer Franz Stryker had any connection or experience with cowboys or Native Americans or pioneers of the real West, but that didn't matter to them. It was hugely popular, and the first commercially licensed radio station in the United States was KDKA in Pittsburgh, and in 1920-20, it started broadcasting from the roof of the Westinghouse Electric Factory, but it had nothing to do with the debut of the Lone Ranger. You know, just so you know, cool. okay. When I was hey, going, can I can, can I say something? Um, the listeners of this radio program call the local TV stations and tell them get some cameras down on the river because without the average idiot doesn't realize what's going on. Oh, you don't think so, huh? Hmm. Well, I know that uh, NBC Five had uh, Captain Bill Simpson on it uh, yesterday. Okay, oh, did they? Oh, that's mm-hmm. good to hear. Yeah, they did. All right. Hang on here, Joel. Just thinking about that. Uh, KDK, KDKA Pittsburgh. Yep. Remember that as a kid growing up in the Pittsburgh area. KDKA Pittsburgh. Group W, a Westinghouse broadcasting station. Bing! With the CBS News. You know, that kind of thing. All right. We'll talk more tomorrow on Wheels Up Wednesday. We're here with Kevin from Clouser Drilling. Kevin, can you drill a well in the wintertime? You bet. Winter can be a beneficial time to drill as most contractors are available. Many of our winter customers were planting gardens and need to be ready when spring comes. Aren't those drill rigs pretty heavy? They're very heavy. You need a good solid road base for drilling access, and this road can be an asset in future for maintenance of the well. For a free written estimate, contact Clouser Drilling, C-L-O-U-S-E-R, at 541-476-7795. We've heard it all. A two-car accident in my own driveway. Yikes. I should have cut down that tree a long time ago. So now I know what soft shoulder means. But the reason you need auto body repair doesn't matter to us as much as making your car look new again and the process easy for you. At Lithia Body and Paint, we've been getting Southern Oregon drivers back on the road since 1946. Service, speed, accuracy. That's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. Hey, I want to ask you this. With interest rates on the rise, how will your home sale be affected? Hey, it's